don't we usually do like a long prosaic intro to this podcast? <laughs> yeah, we do. Uh, let's go for it. All right. Hello and welcome back to Hand to Hand, Heart to Heart, the only fighting game podcast that dares to take ten months off between episodes without saying the word hiatus. I'm Curly, and this is my co-host Armor. Armor, what the hell happened? Uh, the world ended. Yes, the world did end. Well, plenty of other things happened before that, but then the world ended, and then yeah, things got even more complicated. <laughs> yeah, so. the podcast was already pretty, like, recording around the end of last year was already pretty choppy, and then things got a lot worse. <laughs> and then you had to move in the middle of it. And then yep. I also had to move in the middle of it. Yeah, I've, uh, I've actually moved twice, uh during the, the the time between this episode and the last episode. Uh, also, we lost an episode. We, we recorded a whole episode about Marvel vs. Capcom 3. It was pretty good. I got halfway through editing it before the whole World End malaise kicked in. And then, in I guess the six months since then, it got deleted somehow. <laughs> I really don't know how that <laughs> happened, but it's not on my hard drive. Uh, we'll come back. Well, I'm sure we'll, this won't be the last of Marvel. Yeah, yeah. There's plenty of Marvel games for us to talk about. They're all so different, and they're all so they're all such interesting stories, you know. And I now have strong opinions about Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite in a way I didn't six months ago. <laughs> uh, I had very strong opinions about that game, and then I forgot it existed, which is weird because I bought a stick and it has Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite art on it. So I oh, look wow, at it yeah. like every week, and I still just don't <laughs> register that it happened. That's pretty impressive. So, yeah. <laughs> on the end of the world, uh, the end of the world has had a pretty substantial impact on fighting games, I think, among other things, you know, there's a lot going on, but... Uh, we only talk about fighting games here. Yeah, this is, a, this is a fighting games podcast. Except that time that we talk about rice. We yep, rice. yep, we talk about rice. Uh, but that's just tech, you know? That's <laughs> yeah, it's, just, tech it's know. just tech, exactly. You've got to maximize your carbs. You've got to maximize your carbs to get the footsies going. That's how it works. Yeah, Ryu knows. Exactly. Ryu loves rice. So, uh, yeah, as someone who, before the end of the world, was going to fighting game locals and organizing events a lot, I'm sure not doing that anymore. Yeah. I weirdly moved in with one of the people who organizes my locals. That, that so, rules. You got locals in your own home. Yeah, but I never join any of them. <laughs> <laughs> weirdly, I live closer to locals. I live with one of the people who organizes locals, and I never go to locals. Fucked up. I mean, I wouldn't be going to locals right now, so I totally understand. But uh, I mean, they're just all online now. Yeah, yeah. That shit sucks. Speaking of organizing tournaments, I, uh, you know, in an attempt to keep the community alive during lockdown, <clears> I ran. <throat> I think it must have been five, at least five, uh, netplay tournaments. Which, you know, was good, and people came out and they played. We got to try some exciting new games that people hadn't really tried before. That's a major thing that's happened in the last six months. The landscape of popular fighting games has changed massively around how tolerable to play online the games are. Yeah, uh, so, like, all the events got cancelled. They were going to do EVO, and then EVO got can Evo got cancelled and became EVO Online, so they switched all the games to... The popular games that have the good netcode. And, and then, then Evo you know, Online got cancelled because Mr. Wiz turned out to be a predator. Yeah, well, pretty mu- well, I mean, pretty much everybody had been saying bad things about him for well, years. Well, yeah, yeah. And now well, we just had the concrete secrets. dirt. Yeah, yeah. During that whole wave. Yeah, so 
that was great. And yeah. then Skullgirls got really popular, and then everybody hated it, and then Skullgirls got really popular, and then everybody hated the dude that made Skullgirls because he's a creep, it turns out, also. Yeah, and then he, like, was... It turns out he was so much of a creep that everyone in Lab Zero, like, started leaving, and then he fired everyone who didn't leave, and now there's a whole business going on there. There's, like, a fund for the fired workers who don't have jobs anymore but he doesn't actually own the Skullgirls intellectual property so there's a fight going on with that fighting games they're what's for dinner I think they're still making Skullgirls mobile though yes uh, awesome games are still making <laughs> Skullgirls mobile and the new character they're making is apparently still getting added to second encore but uh, you know obviously details on that are scant until the yeah, legal timelines are kind of in the air for everything yeah, now yeah exactly but, uh, yeah, so I ran some netplay tournaments. Two for Skullgirls, two for Melty Blood. Uh, no, maybe? Hmm. Yeah, and I guess two for Grand Blue Versus, so six in total. Uh, and let me tell you, some of those were vastly better than the others. Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, it's a pretty cool game. I, uh, I, I thought I didn't like it, and then I went and I played it with a friend offline in some, you know, distanced uh, circumstances. And it's so much better than it is online. The, the, the online in that yep. game is tragically bad. It's so bad. I've never and, had a good match. <laughs> and even worse than the online play is the like the the lobby system because like it works except if you're trying to spectate, and then suddenly everything goes to hell. <laughs> which means that streaming a, a tournament of it is a nightmare. It's really funny because both of Arxis's other major games they just work fine. Their lobby systems are, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's, they it's have like, their ups and downs, but they just work. It's bad in, like, like surprising ways, considering what Guilty Gear is like and what Dragon Ball Z is like. Yeah, I just, I don't know what happened. So, yeah, story of the last six months, I guess, is that I haven't gone outside and I've gotten really into Skullgirls, so... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have not gone outside. I have also not played any fighting games except for on occasion, where I play the one friend that I always play all the time shout out to Stuart. what's up bro <laughs> just me and you getting irritated at each other's bad characters hell yeah gamers against the world <laughs> uh but yeah speaking of um things changing one of the things that has changed is uh people have gotten real big into rollback games yeah, you know, so given now, the circumstances. That they, now that they can't leave the house, uh, games with rollback netcode, which is to say actually good fighting game netplay, are, uh, they're on the up. Yep, everybody's I guess, playing them fighting herds Yeah, Skullgirls. Skullgirls, them's fighting herds, Killer Instinct, which this episode will be about eventually. Uh, uh, Maiden and Spell, weirdly, I've yeah. heard a lot of people starting to pick up, yep. which I'm very happy about. Yeah, my uh, FGC friends got really into that game. It's really fun. I, I'm a big fan of uh, Maiden and Spell, as we've talked about on this show in the deep history of the past. <laughs> we'll, we'll come back to it again, I'm sure. Oh, of course. But yeah, we've been playing Killer Instinct, sort of. <laughs> Yeah, we've, 
we, we have been playing Killer Instinct. Uh, we have returned to it several times in an effort to try to understand it. This is maybe, I think this is the first episode of the show where there is a significant difference between our takeaways from this game. Because I really like, like, I, I, I the thing that I always say to people is that Killer Instinct is like 70% of my favorite fighting game ever, but the 30% that's missing is like the most important part, which is that it looks <laughs> like shit. It looks awful. It's really it's the, ugly. <laughs> it's the worst aesthetic but the the mechanical design is is genius. It's so like every every time something happens in Killer Instinct, I'm like, damn, the people who made this game are so smart. Yeah, you play it and you're like, oh yeah, yeah, okay. Why fighting games should just all have this? That would yeah, be cool. Right. Exactly. I like this idea. I like this idea over here. Oh, they put this in here. This is in there. Oh, it sounds like this when you do that. And then uh, you get to, like, the character select screen, and you're like, who the fuck are all these people? I don't think <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I guess just from speaking to a lot of people, like, I, there are definitely plenty of people out there who really like how Killer Instinct looks, and I'm, I'm really happy for them. I'm not one of them, uh, you know, but... Yeah, Godspeed apologies you, to uh, <laughs> my friends Aaron and Hackett, <laughs> who I know love the aesthetic, but, I, God, this game is so ugly. This is one of... This is... No, I think this is the ugliest fighting game I've ever played. So I, I definitely can't agree with that. Uh, like as well, as you probably played a few more fighting games. <laughs> there is maybe that, but also that, uh, like even among you know popular fighting games, like this game, even in being <laughs> repulsive, <laughs> is maybe more of a. Uh, it it does more for me visually than say Mortal Kombat, which is like extremely expensive and polished to a mirror shine and the thing is that it has like like good and like the models it has an are, aesthetic yeah it has an aesthetic and also like it has a coherent well, aesthetic even if it's like <laughs> i mean model combat has a coherent aesthetic too it's just so like it just slides off me whereas in killer instinct it's like <laughs> garish and spiky <laughs> in a way that i you know i can respect even if i don't personally like it it's like a very 2000s photoshop signature yeah, yeah, totally. Aesthetic. <laughs> a couple of times while we were playing it, we were like, this is like they made a fighting game out of uh, like Unreal shaders. It's like an Unreal Engine tech demo, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Look at all these shaders that you could put onto everything. Everything shoots the maximum amount of particle effects. Yeah. Everything has highly detailed textures. Like, It looks like they made a high-resolution texture pack for this game. I was it. I feel like it, it must not have been us that uh, talked about this. I feel like maybe it was someone else, but like... Uh, when Iron Galaxy got a hold of this game halfway through its development, so brief backstory on this game, it was uh, originally developed as an Xbox One like launch plat title for uh, by by Double Helix Games. Yep, and uh, they left the project after the first season, and it was like a quite they got involved... bought by Amazon. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. And they thought they were going to be able to keep continuing on the project, but it turns out they couldn't. Yeah, and then uh, Microsoft brought in uh, Iron Galaxy Studios to round out the second, second and third seasons, take the, the rest of the game in another direction. Like they changed some uh, overarching things as well. It's not just the new characters and mm -hmm. that kind of thing. So the the you can very much feel the hands of both teams, I guess, in that development. Especially if you see the way that the game, like just the if you just see the game played before that change and after. Now you play it, you just get the post season three. It's all in its perfectly polished state and i think a lot of people are very happy with the way that game mm -hmm. is now but yeah but then there's like a lot of weird legacy stuff from when double helix made it with like things specifically like 
the particle engine <laughs> is like hard coded. Yeah, into yeah. It. Iron Galaxy were yeah iron galaxy came to it and they were like can we turn down the particles in any way and they couldn't <laughs> no i don't know how that happens uh but it the particles are literally essential to the gameplay <laughs> yeah it's amazing yeah it's uh yeah it looks like high, like i said it looks like a high de- high uh, resolution texture pack for like an n64 game or something like if you see like that kind of aesthetic yeah, so uh, Killer Instinct 2013 is from an alternate universe where every decade since the 90s didn't happen and was instead the 90s but more. Uh, it's like... It sure It's is. concentrated, refined, mid to late 90s, like, edge, I guess. And that really and works a lot for of the, Yeah, a lot of this is like the first couple seasons were a lot, bringing back a lot of returning characters. Yes. And then they had to de- redesign a bunch of them because... 90s character design is like it's not it's not just 90 90s character design it's like 90s caricature design yeah like if you some of the uh like some of the original like every character has a classic costume to, to make yeah. them and it's basically like, like what if the you know sgi workstation renders were playable yeah, in a modern right. video game and like some of them look perfectly good. Like, Fulgors looks real good. You know, uh, if you like the design for Gargos, maybe Gargos's looks pretty good. Some of them look awful. <laughs> God, Orchids is so... Is, like, the most <laughs> embarrassing, like, 90s rendered pinup girl, Tomb Raider <laughs> era. Yeah, and then you put her in a fucking like, Mountain Dew luminous green jumpsuit with hot tattooed hot. up the side. <laughs> It's so bad. It's it just... I don't... I think that's the worst example of it, but there's like there's plenty of other ones. And I guess it feels like we're front-loading dumping on this game, and that's because like when you come to a fighting game, there's a... like At least for me, I don't know if everyone experiences this, but at least for me, how it looks is the thing that's most likely to attract you to or repel you from the game. I didn't yeah, track for me, like, Instinct for a real, real long time because I was like, why would I play that? It looks like shit. And it yeah, wasn't like I have of... to like a character. Right, if, exactly. And I look at all of them and I'm just like, no, why would I play an even more embarrassing caricature of a black boxer than what Street Fighter already has? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what and... if we had a worse Mike Tyson? I don't I don't want that. And that is a shame because beyond like if you get past that, like it wasn't until a friend sat me down with the game and said, You should try this, you're really like this, you should try this, you're really like this, that I realized that this game is incredible. It's doing so many things that people are still complaining that no fighting games do seven years after its release. And it has been doing them since two thousand and thirteen. Like, this game is really good. And if like if you can either get past the aesthetic or it's it's an active bonus for you, you're in for a real treat. Killer Instinct is a fantastic fighting game. Yeah, there's a lot of the things that are interesting about it are... um, It was built... Like you said, it was built in the 90s. But that was way before things got, like, solidified in terms of design and, like, what is, like, um, established. So it was just made by a bunch of people who liked fighting games and, like, Mm. kind of understood them in a general way. But then just decided, whatever, we're just going to build it in a completely different way. And yeah, yeah. like their design, the core design that they started from is completely different and has like a completely different understanding mm. of what's essential. And then they kind of that kind of allowed them to kind of build on it for this release. Yeah. So like and, I guess uh, while we're talking about branch uh, out, 
Yeah, I guess while we're talking about aesthetics as well, I should say that, you know, because I was originally so repulsed by, like, the cast and the stages and stuff, there was other other things about the aesthetic and general presentation of the game that really started to impress me about it and, like, sort of layer on top of each other until it became, like, you know, funny and I felt like I was in on the, th- the things that are weird about it. And for me, the... The thing that like really carried it together early on when I was playing it is uh, the announcer. The announcer is so loud. I'm going to stick announcer voice clips in the edit wherever I can because they're hilarious. He is just yelling at all times because this is a game where... And it's like it's deep in the DNA of Killer Instinct being just way too fucking loud. Which is yeah, like, literally, they said that they wanted it to be the loudest thing in the arcade. So like the normal volume for like every other sound effect is way lower so that like arcade operators would have to turn it up but then like once you start going getting the ultra combo and the combo breaker it's just like (laughs) several decibels above so it's just yelling at you yeah and like the the announcer in this game is very much a modern version of that like we'll get on to combo breakers and how they actually fit into the game and it's really smart but like when you do one like there's like a big like it's it's a bass pump basically like knocks both characters back the announcer <laughs> yells bo- combo killer breaker. instinct <laughs> announcer bass boosted yeah like killer instinct is itself bass boosted i think <laughs> the the whole aesthetic is bass boosted yeah yeah it's crunchy combo breaker yeah like the the answer is just fucking yelling at all times also everyone's favorite fucking sine wave mutilator from doom 2016 did the soundtrack for this game and it sounds incredible yeah mick gordon was on this before he made his uh big debut in doom and kind of showed up everywhere yeah he was on this and this i mean i'm not like a big fan of a lot of the tracks but like he fucking he's ripping he's destroying the soundtrack what i really like about the soundtrack for this game is uh because like doom and one of the reasons that doom soundtrack is so beloved i guess is that it's like it's using uh gordon's very distinctive style to uh imprint that on the very consistent world of doom right like there are Mm -hmm. different elements of uh the world of doom that sort of meld into each other like you know parts of the of hell bleed through onto mars you know the technology bleeds onto the surface of mars that kind of thing and uh those interplays are fairly delicate in uh the doom soundtrack whereas in the killer instinct soundtrack every single character's theme is totally radically different mick gordon is throat singing on one of these tracks (laughs) like (laughs) It's really yeah, impressive to me true. to see his styles, but but used in such a versatile way to such great effect. Because a fighting game needs that. You need yeah. character themes to really like embody the character. Like fucking. And like really importantly to this design of Killer Instinct specifically is like they're di- they're adding like a dynamic soundtrack layer under it. Yes. In the way that like a lot of other um, like modern games do like they have lots of dynamic layers and things that come in and things like that but not really something that happens in like fighting games you kind of just kind of have like a very static theme Mm. and here like literally things will get louder and like parts will start coming in and having like a swell as you like do larger combos and then (laughs) the environment starts reacting to like it's it's like you going to the rock concert and you hit somebody hits a solo and the solo is so loud that it's like 
shaking the world around you. Yeah, exactly. It's like if that you, kind of feeling. Yeah. If you fucking lost your mind when uh, the lyrics on Rules of Nature kicked in in Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, there is a decent chance that you will really like Killer Instinct. <laughs> it's the same energy, for yeah. sure. Uh, yeah, like, so the way that the sound, like, the, the Mick Gordon soundtrack, the announcer fucking yelling, the game sounds just going... It, like, the game is just so much all the time. Like, the exact moment that I knew that I was going to really enjoy Killer Instinct, when I was still kind of umming and awing about it, uh, I, like, was just sort of messing around uh, just online. Because the, uh, seven years later, you can still queue up for matches online and find them pretty quick in this game, because the netcode is really good. Um, yeah, and they have the added benefit of now they have two other platforms that they can do cross Yeah, with. yeah. Another thing that people are <laughs> always asking for. Yep. Uh, so I was sort of just messing around with whatever character, and I picked the Arbiter from Halo, who is a playable <laughs> character in this game. Uh, and I was like... Several guest characters. I was like, wow, this guy has a gun. So I was shooting my opponent with a, a, a carbine. A gun. Throwing a throwing grenades at him, hitting him hitting him with my energy sword, and then I killed him with my ultra, which in this game uh, is in time to a special version of your character's theme, uh, and then so like uh, you know doing this like twenty five hit combo, the music hitting in time with it, and then the announcer starts yelling ultra at the top of his voice. The background explodes and a scarab tank starts like hulking through the rubble while the music just goes nuts. I was like, yeah, okay, this game's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 wild. Once you start getting deep into it, like the things about it, like that and that's just kind of the surface level stuff, like yeah. the presentational stuff. Once you start getting into like even like some of the basic mechanics of other characters, then it gets even it's just as wild like all the way down yeah like uh there's gonna be a bit at the end of this episode where we uh, talk about our favorite characters and uh, i'm gonna limit myself to just two or three but when we get there know that i could probably have as as raving a conversation about any of the character designs in this game because they are wild yeah so let's just get right into the mechanics since we've kind of already got here um yeah. let's see yeah so uh so the big kind of feature that the whole thing is kind of built around is one combos and then two the combo breaker. Yeah, Killer Instinct exists around the combo breaker, both in like aesthetic and in marketing and in you know in mechanics within the game. The combo breaker is Killer Instinct. Yeah. So kind of they what they they've talked about the development of like the original game and kind of the idea what that they wanted was like. Combos are cool as fuck, and everybody loves doing them. But also, when you get hit by one, a lot of times it feels really bad because it's like, okay, well, now it's not my turn to play. Like I'm, like my hands are my hands are off, right? Yeah, it's an inherent problem with the design of fighting games is that when you are being comboed, you're not playing the game. Yeah, this is your this is their reward for you know putting in the hours and then you know winning neutral they get to combo you and you just wait until your chances to get out and the yeah. combo breaker is the the idea is now we're going to make combos interactive so um once you get hit in a combo that's not your cue to you know zone out until the next opportunity that's your cue to look for an opportunity and make it happen right exactly so 
to briefly explain, uh, it's it's slightly different in classic Killer Instinct. I think I've I've read about how combo breakers are actually implemented in that a couple times, and it's apparently slightly strange. But in Killer Instinct 2013, uh, the way that so the way that combos work is that you do a starter, which is either a jumping attack or a special attack. Yeah, either either a jumping attack or a special attack, which you can cancel from a normal attack. Uh, and then, and then some. You, and then you're in a combo. They have. Yeah. Yeah. So w- when you're in a combo. Yeah, you either need to press a, a like a normal any button, uh, so you know light punch, medium kick, whatever, and that will give you a double, which basically does two hits, or uh, you know it'll vary per character, but it's typically two hits, and yeah, it'll do it's them called a called an auto double, and yeah, an auto double, and then you do a special again, attack. and that's a linker, and then you can do another double afterwards, and another linker after that, and so on and so on, until you do an ender, which is a heavy special, and that's it. Yeah, but the most important part there is at any point there. They can look at your the attack and be like, oh, this is a light, a medium, or heavy. And then they can call you out on it. Right, so exactly. every single preceding button press is also a gamble. Because if you do not get to the finisher, you basically do like barely any damage. Yeah, right. So like you as don't the combo, cash in. Yeah, as the combo goes, it builds up a recoverable damage meter. And then by doing an ender, you... You, uh, you know, you cash out. You get all of that recoverable damage is just dealt at once. Your opponent can't recover any of it anymore. They get knocked down. The game continues. But if they break out, they keep that recoverable life. And if they can stay away from you or just not get hit for a long time, they'll recover it. So you are rewarded for uh, doing a long combo and finishing it with an ender. And your opponent is rewarded for breaking your long combo. Thus, the tension emerges. But then, of course, because there's not enough layers, if they mess up the co- the combo breaker, then you get an extension and you can continue doing an even longer combo. Yes, they get locked out. And then they have, you know, a much longer time before they can guess again, so they better be guessing right. Yeah. Or, if you're really galaxy brain, you can say, oh, they're definitely going to try to break right now, and you can guess their breaker and counter the combo <laughs> breaker. Yep, counter breaker. I'm going to stick... All of the <laughs> announcer lines for these things in this part of the, the show. I just hope you know that. Yeah, so they're just you're just basically betting against when is this person going to end this? When is this person going to cash out? Can I pick up their mental pattern of their combos and what moves they're using? And like, it's tra- it's basically being like, don't get predictable. Don't do the same combo three times. If you do the same combo three times, I'm like, I'm gonna see. I'm like, oh, well, you're gonna you're gonna do medium now, and then you're gonna do this special, and I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna call it out right now. Or maybe you want to do the same move three times and intentionally, you know, get them to guess that you're gonna do that, and then and you counter counter them. them. Exactly. So, Killer Instinct. Uh... Because of this, a lot of there are a lot of consequences of this. The whole game spins out from here, because uh, if you're going to have this universal system for escaping from combos, then really what you need is a way that uh, you can differentiate escaping from characters' <coughs> combos, right? Because if uh, if you learn how to escape Jago's combos pretty tightly, and every other character's combos have the same rhythm or look the same, then Never, nobody's ever going to be able to effectively combo you again, and you're going to like spend all of your time uh, just just thinking about this breaker system, right? Like, yeah. you do want there to be some give there. So what that means then is that characters have unique rhythms and unique, uh, you know, like your your doubles will still use the animations for your normals, and your linkers will still mm-hmm. be your specials and all that stuff. So there's still a lot to learn here. 
And like, uh, I think the way that, but what that also means then is that the combo system is technically speaking quite simple. However, yeah, it's very simple. It's kind of like really universal. So it kind of simplifies a lot of the um, complexity of like just linking the moves together. Because in a lot of fighting games, like the thing is you have to put them in, you have to hit a button that puts them in hit stun long enough so that you can hit another button. And that's just going to vary naturally between all the different moves. There are like weird uh, cancel windows. There are juggles. There are, you know, delays, that kind of thing in, in other games. In this game, because you wouldn't like... If if you were to if you were to put like a lot of effort into a you know a training mode combo that you spent you know half an hour six hours practicing or whatever and your opponent was able to break it every time that would suck so you want it you want to be able to like vary up the approach that you take to your combo at any given time so yeah so it's more about finding a rhythm instead of you know um, doing a specific set of things right for exactly damage so the consequence of that. Uh, for I guess Killer Instinct as a game that people have tried. I mean, realistically, I, we 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 sort of uh, skipped over this part. But the main reason most people haven't played this game is because it was an Xbox One exclusive for a long time. <laughs> and but, every other fighting game is on the PlayStation Four. Yeah, it, it was. Yeah, it, the the Xbox One did not have. Like, I mean, it was basically just this. There are other games that did release on the Xbox One, but I think I don't know. Was it Street Fighter Five that that locked? fighters to once PS4? once they basically said street fighter 5 is going to be a playstation exclusive everybody's like all right i mean they make them you can play dragon ball fighters on like yeah, xbox yeah, one yeah. but nobody is gonna have them at the tournament yeah so you yeah. bought so if you liked fighting games you bought a ps4 yeah but uh even when this game arrived on you know the windows store for pc when it arrived on steam i think when people try it the main thing people who like have experience with fighting games you know people who can do a fireball people who can link a low medium kick into a tatsu that kind of thing the main thing that puts them off this game i think is that because this system is so radically simple quote unquote it's really weird to get used to like always uh the way that the rhythm changes between strengths of special but still having to like uh like link a double between all of them the way that like that it feels like the tempo can change quite a lot between combos that are superficially the same that's quite weird to get used to like it's it, yeah, it's and, strange and literally the hardest like the reason that i don't like this game is because not because like i think it's a bad game or whatever it's because i literally can't adjust my brain fast enough to understand the system and trying to do multiple characters <laughs> made it even harder it yeah. was just like the simple fact of i hit a button and it hits two buttons i'm like okay so when do i know when to hit the next button and that could be completely different for each character or whatever combo i'm doing um and it and makes it and like i'm already having i already have like a hard time like wrapping my brain around just when do I push one button <laughs> to yeah. do one move in like a lot of other fighting games? And then just here having the like the double rhythm. Yeah. Um, it's and... uh it's made it's made especially confusing because there are in addition to uh doubles and linker specials, you can also do manuals where if you wait for your double window to end, you can do a single normal and still get a linker off that for to make it harder to break. But like to give the the games more like combo ceiling and execution test and that kind of thing. So there's there's a lot to uh, to like 
get into your brain but i think and the, it's just, yeah and it's just like a completely like different combo system that's non-transferable to any other game right there's literally like no other game that has the same combo system yes. so you're just basically learning an entirely new skill set from scratch and if you can do it it can be really satisfying and the few times that i've like been able to like actually pull pun, pull off a combo and then actually finish it and like kind of break things and understand it have been satisfying but like the initial hurdle of just you have to know that you have to know the combo system before you can even play it yeah so it's like it's a really it's a really interesting one so like if you've listened to any of the other episodes of this podcast you will know that regardless of whether we like this game i happen to like it very much uh we think this is a good thing because it's totally different to what basically anyone else is trying right like it may have the same special like inputs. It may have the same sort of you know convention of three punch buttons and three kick buttons. But its way of stringing damage together, its way of uh, extending advantage out of of hits, its way of mm-hmm. uh, putting like putting uh, its way of putting the player like putting the defensive player in control while they're being hit. This is all relatively speaking totally not maybe new is the wrong word but it's very very uncommon it's ref- it's refreshing yeah absolutely it's uh you, well I, yeah, it's unique you know yeah it's, right absolutely it's it's breaking the mold for sure and just to say like just to kind of speak on that like they have the ryu character you know and that you do who has like all the same kind of special moves and kind of archetypes um, and I had a horrible time playing him. <laughs> I started having a much better time playing other characters because I wasn't trying to play Street Fighter anymore. I was playing Killer Instinct. I'm like, oh, okay, I understand. Right, exactly. I'm going to play Saber Wolf. He, he's much easier to play because I'm not trying to transfer my skills over. And I think it's a good thing because, like, you know, it forced me out of my comfort zone. And yeah. <laughs> it, this will definitely force you out of your comfort zone in fighting games. Absolutely. So, like, uh, this brings us on to, I think, probably the m- one of the more interesting consequences of the combo breaker system is like. So, what we've done is we've established that uh, once people are, are like getting combos. Oh yeah, I was going to say um, another thing that like puts off people who are like you know who understand uh, at a baseline <coughs> games like Street Fighter is uh, you can't really like a lot of people really like when they get a new game is to go into training mode, figure out basic combos that go together so that when they get hits in live matches with other players, they'll feel like they know how to extend them. In Killer Instinct, that's basically pointless. Like, you can't learn... I mean, with manuals, maybe you can, but you can't really, like, learn high damage combos in this game because all the combos are the same. So it's much more important for you to get a sense of, uh, like, the timing of your attacks than memorizing ways to fit them together it's mm-hmm. like it's it's very unusual it's strange it's, it's to not to say too. that there's no like combo tech or anything or juggles yeah. or anything like that it's just like kind of takes a backseat to having like a more generalized approach yeah to i think appreciating character it's a weird one right because like i think that by uh making it so that you like what it's doing is it's getting rid of the memory aspect. We're well, not getting rid of, but you know, lessening the memory aspect. Like one of the things about games, like for example, Guilty Gear, that people often say puts them off it is the idea that they will have to memorize long combos. In this game, you can't memorize combos because if you do the same combo every time, your opponent will break it every time. Uh, mm. And like all you will, all you need to know is the the like the 
what well, basically all you need to know how to do a combo is like what your uh, linker specials are that go into doubles afterwards that's like it once you have the timings of those down you can string any combo in any order against any character it's just like not being able to uh play like players not being able to build that memory i think puts a lot of people off yeah you don't really have like that comfort um you don't have that comfort zone to come back to you don't have that like um that kind of like easy way to kind of grind it yeah you know what i mean like it's kind of easy to be like oh okay well if if i want to do something in my downtime you know i can just grind this combo for a little bit yeah or i can you know figure out the situational tech or something um and you know that kind of takes away that aspect it's like okay well don't bother because yeah exactly what are you going to use there's so many different situations inside a combo that what are you going to use this specific variation of it and like you can like i'm not saying that you there aren't people who enjoy like actually making like combo videos and things like that out yeah of it, yeah but yeah you can make practically really speaking it's like not game. the same it won't give you the same uh results as grinding combos in tech uh, mm. like the other like other games you know yeah so um so we once we understand this concept of you know what the this game's damage structure is like we understand that uh unlike most games all of your damage is up for grabs at any time you could steal like you, you you're betting your luck to steal more that and your opponent is bet- pushing their luck that uh, you know they can break you out of it or that kind of thing so what that means is there's much less guaranteed damage in this game if you uh, win neutral in street fighter by getting a hit with a button you're going to get a pretty roughly set amount of reward off that button right you're going to get a hit you're going to mm-hmm. convert it into damage maybe you'll get a knockdown you'll be in an advantage situation the game will move on but you have that guaranteed damage. In Killer Instinct, there is very little guaranteed damage because everything is breakable. Combos don't become breakable at the halfway mark. They're breakable from the very first hit. As soon as it's a combo, it's breakable. So yeah, If somebody does an opener and then they hit a button, you're like, okay, well, I can counter your button right away if I'm really think, if i really confident about it. Yeah. So with that then, uh, what we've established is that at, on average, winning neutral gets you less. So, every character in this game has an absolutely absurd neutral kit. Like, for, for just navigating the screen, scoring hits, and oppressing your opponent once you've uh, got an advantage on them, every character in this game is bewildering. There is so much going on. I thought Guilty Gear and Blaze Blue were complicated. They have not got shit on Killer Instinct. Yeah, this game feels like playing a MOBA. <laughs> yeah well like yeah but like, maybe like learning a character in this game feels like learning a fucking moba character yeah but like a, a 2020 league of legends character you know not like a... yeah. yeah like what is the what does this character's move do to this part of the screen and like how should i be controlling the space with this or whatever and like legitimately some characters have stuff where like you know they'll put up a they will create a boundary wall for you to get a corner combo in yeah. Like in the middle of the screen. <laughs> yeah. So I was going to, what I was originally planning was to uh, start this, this section of the show with uh, talking about the character I like the most. But actually, you bringing up Jago and how you found that you didn't get on with Jago is actually like a really interesting example to me because, like, you know, Street Fighter is designed around Ryu. And I think that the differences between Street Fighter and games like it and Killer Instinct are pretty well reflected in the ways that Jago is different from Ryu. 
Yes, so, Jago would be a really good Street Fighter character, Jago and that's would why be he. A that's why I hate him character. in Killer Instinct because he's just like, oh, I have to be this honest character. I throw my fireballs. I do, you know, my laser sword or my whatever kicks and when people jump in i anti-air them and we're like okay but people aren't just jumping in people are jumping in and then they're either like i don't know doing some dive kick on you or they're shooting a web to the other side of the screen bouncing back (laughs) or teleporting to the other side and doing a weird command grab on you yeah covering the screen in bats so you can't see yeah covering the screen in bats uh (laughs) changing to another head Turning into a puddle on the floor that you can't see. Yep, there is a lot going on in this game. So, uh, like, so the way that Jago fits into the whole Killer Instinct, you know, aesthetic, I guess, is he is, you know, he's got a, he's a, he's a martial arts man. He's got a sword, as you said. He's got fireballs. He's got uppercuts. He's got wind kicks. So bad. You know, all that stuff. Um, and his thing is that in being the you know, quote unquote, honest character in Killer Instinct. Uh, his unique mechanics are that uh, when he gets his instinct meter, which is like the revenge meter in this game, think V trigger in Street Fighter Five. Yeah, your V yeah. trigger. Uh, he uh, basically not much changes. It, about like everybody him. has like an install, basically, right? Yeah. Uh, but basically, Jago's is just that his fireballs get stronger and they start healing him when they hit. <laughs> and they uh, start healing him. Yeah. Remember how mad people got about Elena in Street Fighter 4? Like, yeah. there was, there's literally, like, sections of Street Fighter tech just dedicated to not letting Elena heal. And Jago yeah. just has fireballs that heal him when yeah. he throws what them. If, what if Elena was the one throwing the fireballs? That's Jago. <laughs> uh, and, um, and his unique uh, combo system is that basically he gets... Uh, he gets to go all the way around his double chain in between linkers. So normally you go special, double, special, double. Jago can do a heavy, then a medium, then a light double, and then another special, and then a heavy, which sounds not that great because if you do it in the same, you know, if you do, if you do the same stuff every time, your opponent is going to break it, right? However, what this means is that Jago is always looking to uh, make your opponent guess wrong on the break because then they're locked out they can't attempt to to uh to break your combo at all so you just go go around the world every time so yeah, and then you get the free extension it was like okay three extra hits yeah exactly and you can you know because they're locked out for a long time you get to fit a bunch of extra damage in there so it's like it's jago is like subtle uh but a very powerful use of killer instincts mechanics also um, yeah and then that he it kind of plays into that part of uh combos are also part of the neutral <laughs> right exactly exactly and um yeah and his kit uh while familiar is extremely strong like uh he can juggle basically if he gets you with a an uppercut like a a dp high enough uh he can always juggle it into either another dp or a fireball or a wind kick for more combo that kind of thing so yeah do a dp do an exdp (laughs) yeah also a thing i remember is that i think that you should never forget when talking about characters in this game is that every jump in button starts a combo if it hits and Jago's jumping heavy punch would be categorized as a war crime in any Street Fighter game. It's unbelievable. It is huge. It this man is like halfway due him. into like a Mega Man Zero. Yeah, right. <laughs> sword it's a lot spin like in the zero. air. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely massive. Impossible to anti-air. Just grotesque. Yep. So yeah, that's uh, that's Jago. Armor, do you have any 
characters that are your favorite because uh i like uh saber wolf because you can push a lot of buttons <laughs> yeah yeah you sure do His, push a lot of buttons. he has a special um attribute where you can hit the auto doubles again <laughs> yeah yeah he gets to double up on his doubles yeah, yeah you can double your doubles and then he just gets like a dash that you can just press any other button and then it's like okay you start a run and then you just do six other moves depending on what normal you do and they're like okay guess time to guess (laughs) (laughs) and then you know you do a double and then you're like okay it's time to guess again (laughs) yeah it's pretty cool also he is very very fast like if you've if you think you've played against a rushdown character you don't want to see what killer instincts rushdown characters are like holy shit saber wolf is in your ass at all times (laughs) Yeah, he's like a dark. He's a dark stalker's character, right? Yeah, he's yeah, but pretty much. John Talbain, yeah, is in exactly. this game. Uh, what was? What's your favorite? I know you had a. I know you have like a serious favorite here. Yeah, so my uh, my serious favorite is the only character I can stand to look at in this game, which is Arya, <laughs> and even then, even then, not her default costume, her uh, her uh, classic Metro- costume, which has Metropolis you, looking I say, one. I say classic. It, she didn't. She wasn't in the old games. It's just a yeah. old looking costume. They have, you, yeah, yeah, an old looking one. Looks like and they said they're like, yeah, it looks really classic. It's nineteen twenties. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so. She's like a, she's for me is a perfect encapsulation of the just very weird stuff that you get to do in Killer Instinct. So most fighting game characters have, uh, how, how should I explain this? Killer Instinct is a game where instead of rounds like in Street Fighter, where you both one of you will deplete the other's health, you'll you know they'll lose the round and then the next round will begin your own full health. Uh, Killer Instinct uses a life system where you both have two life bars. And then one life bar is depleted. The others will the others will stay where they are. So if you have one and a half life mm-hmm. bars left when you get your opponent's first life, you still yeah. have that going into the quote unquote second yeah, round. Um, it's kind of uh, I believe like Injustice, the Injustice series does this kind of the same thing. Yeah, I think maybe it, maybe Mortal Kombat does that too. Yeah, I don't remember if some of them might. I don't think some of the more recent ones might. But I don't, but can, I don't uh, remember. You can see where our blind spots are in this in this genre, but it's yeah, okay. Definitely, we'll definitely, Injustice does it. But like you know, you get knocked down, and both of you stand up, and then critically, instead of resetting you to the middle, you can all yes. you can walk around and jump yes. in the three seconds exactly before the rounds. Or if you're playing online, your opponent can teabag you. I've never seen people <laughs> who will teabag as aggressively in this as they do in this game, and oh my god, they do. Like and this yeah, was like that was like a big talk about the tournaments and Killer Instinct about how much people teabag. I'm like, is this allowed? Should we? Is this part of the game? Is this a skill in the game? Yeah, <laughs> is and teabagging like, tournament legal? <laughs> the um, yeah. So right, but so the thing about Arya is that she doesn't have two life bars. She has three separate bodies with one <laughs> life bar each, and you can access all of them at any time. So she starts the game in her, her boost form, which means she can fly. Uh, she also has a blade form, which gives her a sword, and a base form, which outfits her with a literal base cannon. Uh, so I was having a hard time making <laughs> recognizing those three in the middle of everything that was happening in in our matches but yeah. yeah that's pretty funny 
So uh, she's she she can swap between those. You press three buttons, she'll swap to you, you know. You press your three punch buttons, she'll swap to one. You press three kicks, she'll swap to the other. Uh, you can do this at any time. You can also do it to end a combo to get a, a safe switch. Uh, so these are the three separate health bars, uh, and what they do is while they're while your bodies are like uh, while you're not using them. So while you're not using the blade, uh, you can summon it to do a little sort of Marvel versus Capcom assist like attack on your opponent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like your neutral kit is uh, so like when you are, have boost you can fly you can like float around near your opponent's head and do a, like an ambiguous left right thing as you fall on top of them or your blade has like much longer buttons than anyone else and gets a really really fast overhead and the uh, the base form is just like a really really good zona character basically uh, and then yeah so she's like a she's like a whole uh, tag game team in one character and to properly ham this home her instinct her unique uh, meter install thing she gets them all at once so <laughs> she just yep. becomes the best character in the game briefly <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that's like kind of like we need to talk about how the universal combo system allows weird just weird moba level designs yeah for characters this like it just feels like you're playing a different car- game when you yeah, choose a different absolutely. character, you're like, "What game am I playing? What am I supposed to be doing now? What are my like? You? It feels like you have objectives. And like, what's my character's objective? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And like, you know, characters have objectives in like other fighting games and things like that. That's not to say that they don't, but it just yeah. feels like, you know, you're you're set up. You have a role, right? Am I? Do I play mid <laughs> or whatever? <laughs> um, but I but the because of that like. It takes a lot of time to get used to a character, so I kind of started just kind of um, leaning towards characters who had like a more simple move set. Like yeah, uh, yeah. I started playing like Maya, who mm. like I have like I'm sorry to keep like <laughs> ragging on this, but like man, I looked up because I was looking up the character sheet, and then I saw her old design, and it's just like the worst like wild woman kind of <laughs> yeah, yeah, old design and just like 90s just like it's like just like a black woman in cheetah prints i'm like oh this is so embarrassing Jesus <laughs> there are definitely there were definitely times like multiple times when you we, we brought out the uh you know classic yeah we bring out the we retro like, costumes oh. <laughs> as a joke and then we'd instantly regret it we're like no <laughs> i have to look at this the whole match um but her new her new design is like one of the better ones and she's basically like yeah, okay, yeah we made wonder good. woman <laughs> yeah and but like, you know what it works and what she does is she's got two different blades i think they're like knives but you can like throw them spinning like sort of boomerangs except you they don't come back each yeah. of them have like different effects and but every time you throw them as a projectile you're getting rid of them yeah and so you need to dash up or back you have to dash forward or backwards across them to pick them back up but also when you get rid of them it also changes the property of that same move so that it becomes like a flip kick so it'd be like oh throw my sword and then once they're blocking it i'm gonna flip kick into them um and like different kind of moves like that Hmm. so uh it's it's like you know it just forces you to be up front if you want to like keep your tools and like there's characters like uh, you know um like captain america or something in marvel where you can like 
lose your sword or in um, like Vega um, losing his claw. Vega, yeah, yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Vega losing his claw, but they don't like fundamentally change what your move set is yeah, with every right. time you use that special, right? Mm. It's just like okay, you're just gonna be weaker. You're gonna have a few less options. You better go pick that up. Yeah. And this one, like, the move set change is just, like, built into, like, okay, throw it and then do a completely different move. <laughs> yeah. So, like, as, like, I guess a, a perfect counterpoint to that and also, like, I guess how I feel about Arya's design is uh, Idol, who is, I think, in the running for the ugliest character in this game. He's a big, gross, like, troll, I guess. Uh, but instead, in, like, his unique thing is that his head is split into two halves, which have separate personalities. Of course. Uh, he has a warrior head, which wants to run in and hit you. It has an <laughs> uppercut. It has a command throw. It's really fast. It's very frightening to deal with. And he has a mage head, who has full screen projectiles. Uh, he can teleport. He can, you know, but he has very weak sort of uh, uh, buttons for dealing with uh, aggression and that kind of thing. Yeah. And, and in s- classic fashion, the heads don't get along. Yeah. So, you know. So far, everything sounds so normal. He has one mode for one thing and one mode for another thing, right? The killer instinct part is that he switches between them completely at random. (laughs) Every time you recover from a grounded uh, medium, medium or heavy normal or any special, there is a random chance that he will swap to his other head and it increases every time. So it is going to Literal dice roll. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, the game becomes about managing, like in addition to all of the luck pushing that we're already doing because that's inherent to the game that Killer Instinct is if you're aggressing against your opponent and you're super close into them the whole time you're thinking am I going to become a rubbish close range attacker any second now (laughs) and then he has unique moves for each half that power up the moves on the other half to encourage you to make them work together with each other if you really want to swap between them, you can uh, instead of Hit like yourself in the head. Yeah, you can punch yourself in the face, which does a little bit of damage and can kill you. <laughs> you can literally get, yeah, you can literally knock yourself out. Yeah, uh, and then of course, because this is Killer Instinct, uh, when you fill his instinct meter, you can become both at once, which sounds bad and is actually even worse because uh, the way that they designed his kit is that. His moves, uh, like his warrior move, his his warrior form will have a move that has the same input as his uh, his mage form. And when he his instinct is active, if you do that motion, it will do both of those things. So his quarter circle back punch as a mage calls down meteors. As a warrior, it does an invincible uppercut. When his instinct is active, it does both, which means if you do the shadow version, which is like a metered EX version, he'll <laughs> uppercut your opponent into a wave of meteors, which will combo them, which you can continue. Yeah, it's kind of like a in Marvel Infinite when you get the reality gem and then right, you just like exactly. hit a button and then like another special attack is just going to come out of nowhere to them. It's just kind of like that. It's fine. Just just yeah, meteor, yeah. meteor uppercut. That's just another day at Killer Instinct, you know? It's just, the game is really just like that. And he's also huge. Yeah, he's massive. The big characters in this game are enormous. They're so big, the screen literally zooms out. Yeah. Like, it's like, no, we're just gonna... And then your character feels smaller. And it, it has, like, this weird knock-on effect where, like, 
Sometimes it feels like you're going slower because the sc- the screen's farther away. Like, <laughs> yeah, my character's yeah. so slow all of a sudden. It's like, oh no, they're going the same distance. It's just covering less of the screen because it's so zoomed out to get this entire character in here. Yeah, like uh, uh and the game is full of characters that are exactly this bonkers. The designs are just this out there, like. General Rom from Gears of War, remember that guy? He's no, a... nobody does, but <laughs> yeah, he's no, in here. But he's in Killer Instinct because, you know, Microsoft acquired Rare, so why wouldn't they put everything else they have into it? So General Rom is here, he's got a dagger he's going to stab you with, he's going to grab you and throw you and stomp on you, and then he's going to cover the screen with bats for literally invisible mix-ups. Uh, the Arbiter, as we mentioned, from Halo is here with all of He his... has a gun. Yeah, he has a gun, he, he has, has a grenades, gun. He has ammo. He has, energy sword. he has a shield. He has a recoverable shield he's, that he, he can He has use. a parry shield. He could turn invisible, all of that business. Uh, Gargos some, is like Yeah, a, some characters also just turn invisible when they dash and stuff like that. Yep, yeah, it's pretty cool. Gargos is like a demon king who summons minions and God, he I can punch so you through much. portals from all the way across the screen. He can literally do a special move, and then he just starts comboing you, and his hand just flies out of portals that are right next to your face, and you're like, uh, okay. <laughs> and then he knocks you down, and he drops a little, uh, like a man with a pike on your wake-up, and he starts poking you while you're comboing him. <laughs> like... Yeah, you just have to stop your combo early, because yep. uh, one of his minions just stabbed you in the shin, and you're like, okay, cool. And then if that wasn't enough, when he fills his instinct meter, he can cover his body in stone. And what it does is it makes him really slow, and he he doesn't jump as high anymore. But also, he literally can't be stunned by anything at all. So you just jump towards them and (laughs) slap them. And uh, it doesn't mean he can't block. So if you can throw him, he's fucked. However... In Marvel 3, there's, like, one standing normal that Hulk has, where you just press the heavy punch button, and he just does, like, a big fist pound. And just... It's so good, because it's got, like... I don't know, one hit of armor on it. Yeah, Gargos has infinite, infinite armor. In yeah, he just instinct. has infinite. It's just like, okay, uh, don't get hit. I'm going to push a button, don't get hit. And like, sure, you're taking damage, but it doesn't matter because now you're going to get comboed and now it's yep. time to play the combo game. And uh, Rash the Battletoad is here, I guess. He's the ugliest version. <laughs> yeah, oh, he's super it's like, ugly. Well, you know when they make like realistic Pokemon renders and yeah, it's just like the worst thing you've ever seen exactly yeah, that energy. he looks like a realistic pokemon fucking michael bay is teenage mutant ninja turtle looking ass <laughs> it's true <laughs> oh megan fox is gonna show up and talk to him <laughs> horrible it's bad and then like to go with like some of the horror themes like they literally have like you know just weird char- like Hey, remember the ring? What if we like gave the girl from the ring a big spear? Hell yeah! What if Sadako from the ring had a command throw? Killer instinct. <laughs> she can literally. One of her command grabs is she literally goes inside of your body. Yeah, and starts like and breaking your bones you. and stuff. Yeah. And then there's just <laughs> she's a fighting game character who one of her supers has a jump scare in it. <laughs> Yeah, Killer Instinct is an absolutely bewildering video game, and I, I'm pretty sure I love it. It's so weird, like, you have to respect it, and, like, fighting games are definitely better for, like, it existing. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Like, and it's successful. 
Yeah, yeah, there is like a, there is a, you know, it's small, not small, but there is a, a dedicated community of players who really, really love this game, and, you know, uh, it's, it's... Yeah. And, like, the to the point where, like, I think the community even managed to, you know, get their own world tour started, like, it started as a community effort. Yeah, yeah, okay, World of, Cup started as a community thing. And then, you know, it just kind of, people saw what they were doing, and they gave them funding, until it became, like, you know, a big worldwide thing. Yeah, I'll, uh, there's 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 some really good uh, like doc style stuff about Killer Instinct that I'll link in the podcast notes because it's really it's really interesting if you if if you're like interested in this it is really good stuff to watch. Yeah, if you're interested in stuff like you know fighting games and community building and stuff, even if you're not interested in fighting games, if you're just like, what is this thing? Yeah, the, the Killer Instinct documentary. And why do people? Why are people not shutting up about it? The uh, the whole back to block care instinct documentary is just straightforwardly good, and I would recommend it to anyone who's interested in the story of a yeah, unique like even as somebody who like thought that like the Super Nintendo game was kind of whack to be yeah. honest, uh, and like does not like the aesthetic or lots of things about this game, like that's just a really good documentary, and you come away like with a really good appreciation of like the things that they've actually achieved and um, yeah, it, uh, you know, it, added it, to the scene. It ties it together in a really human story that I, I really appreciated. So, any other thoughts on Killer Instinct? It's really ugly. <laughs> it feels I really any, good. I said any other thoughts. <laughs> it feels really good to play when you're doing the good combo. <laughs> I like the yelling. Yeah, that, it's a that, hi- it's yeah. a self it's a self hyping machine. Yeah, it's a really hype video game. Wow, it's hard to hard to not be yelling about this game when you're playing it. I like that there's a jump scare in it. <laughs> uh, there was a uh, there was some stuff about like the the free to play stuff that we I was gonna talk about, but uh, it's stuff. I mean, it's you know, it's it's important and it's interesting, but I, it's not. You know. Yeah, it's not as relevant to the story anymore. But it, you know, it launched free to play and. It had, you know, again, the MOBA kind of thing, like a rotating cast of free characters. Did it a damn sight better than Street Fighter V did two years later. And the, yeah, and then eventually, um, you know, they did all of Season 1 for free, I think. I think so, yeah. And then Street Fighter V will still be like, hey, we're giving away Street Fighter V on PlayStation Plus. And yeah, they're giving away the first season. And you yeah, have to you have a paid subscription. characters. Ooh, yeah, baby. The char- the, they're giving away the roster that everybody looked at and was like, that's it? The fuck <laughs> yeah. is this? <laughs> yep. I guess uh, uh, if we're looking for closing thoughts, uh, one thing I will say, we sort of mentioned it a little bit earlier, but like, uh, just as a personal point, with regards to this idea of uh, the way that Killer Instinct brings the defensive player into the decision-making while they're being hit. Uh, I talked about a similar sort of thing with Undernight's uh, grid system, changing the mm-hmm. way that you block, uh, like really warping the uh, decision-making around this like unique resource. I think that any truly progressive quote-unquote what doesn't really mean anything but like if we're looking for like (laughs) gates to the future in fighting game design this way of making defensive play active and involving particularly while like you're in you know stun like the game the the words that we use to describe fighting games don't even consider players to be able to perform any action while this is happening and yet killer instinct has it as a major play state 
I really appreciate that. And I think that any, you know, fighting game design for the future that incorporates that is really, really, really good. Yeah, like I might not like this implementation of it, but it's like definitely an idea that I want to kind of see revisited and see like tons of different iterations and ideas of. Because it's just like, there's... Even when I don't like the game, there's like so many ideas here. Like, don't, you can't just leave these on the table now that they've been done. Mm. Like, you have to, you got, somebody's got to follow up on this. Yeah, right. And whether exactly. that's like a killer instinct on the Xbox Series X or whatever. Uh, <laughs> or, I, you know, somebody stealing from them. Like, I think it'll be interesting. It, it'll make, you know, all aspects of play much more interesting. I do. I have no fucking idea what I'm going to do if they announce Killer Instinct 2 for the Xbox Series Killer X. Instinct with ray tracing, baby. They're going to make a. They're going to make another fucking Glacius. He's going to be made out of entirely chrome. Everybody's going to get a chrome skin. I'm going to have so to get that you an can... Xbox Series X for that. <laughs> <laughs> Only thirty dollars a month, baby, and you can have oh. ray traced Glacius. The future is a frightening place. <laughs> looking forward to looking forward to Wednesday. You reckon we'll get Street Fighter Six on Wednesday? I bet we won't. <laughs> no, never. We're not two more years of Street Fighter. Two more years. They said at least one more. They literally haven't planned until the year. Yeah, a, yeah. a year ahead. Yeah. I don't know if we're. I don't know if this world's going to keep existing in a year. So <laughs> yeah, good point. But yeah, uh, just, you know, keep all of that stuff about uh, active defense and, you know, uh, involving inactive, you know, t- traditionally inactive players because it all sounded very smart and it's going to make no sense when I try and justify why I like it better in Skullgirls where it's way, way more confusing. <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah, and if you have Game Pass, you know, it's a Microsoft yeah, First Party title. This is on Game Pass. I, this I tried this free. game for one pound with a month it's for free Game video Pass. game. Yeah. I've literally never bought this game. <laughs> I just played on Game Pass on every computer and Xbox I own, which is more than one Xbox. There you go. I don't know how they got me to do that, but yeah, you can like you can play you can play uh, Killer Instinct anywhere now. Play anywhere. <laughs> okay, I need to stop doing Microsoft's <laughs> advertising for them. I don't even like them. All right, so questions we have a couple of questions first one comes from lofty words via discord which is favorite ignorant thing to do slash button to press slash bad mannered behavior in fighting games can't say grim reaper that's boring fair enough standing h hulk standing h actually i hate that because only my brother does it to me (laughs) and it ruins my entire game plan i'll be having a great time then he switches to hulk and he just presses standing h and i'm like okay i guess i'm not gonna play this game anymore (laughs) yeah one button well you know just single just single thing i guess you know you know a game where you feel like you just get to skip neutral by just doing some special again and again oscar's parry I just stand there and I just hold Perry for way longer than I should. And they're like, what? It's not over yet? And I'm like, yeah, you shouldn't have punched me. Uh, I think harking back to a, a, a vintage episode of this show, uh, dashing after my opponent blocks my Sally Uranus fireball. That feels pretty good. <laughs> Uh, dashing, no, not only dashing up, dashing up yeah, and doing a da- full screen up command into a 50/50. grab. Yeah, dashing up into <laughs> an overactive pile 50/50. drive. 
Yeah. You should, you should have blocked the fireball. The 50-50 between a pile driver and an infinite. Yeah. You shouldn't have blocked the fireball, friend. Uh, that you shouldn't feels pretty block. Good. Uh, I've been I've been getting a lot of joy out of uh, Philia's jumping heavy punch in Skullgirls recently. That's a great move, uh, and it's like pretty good for a button that I get to press a lot. It's 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 a real treat to look at. I'm gonna like when you get to do it and turn into Sonic the Hedgehog. I'm gonna really nerd the fuck out about Skullgirls when we do it on this show. So uh, <laughs> I'll save that for then. Uh, and then I guess just as a sort of if I if I wanted to be historically accurate, I guess the 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 ignorant button i've gotten the most mileage out of in my life is a elf elk 5h which is she just shoots a gun halfway across the screen and she does uh, do that you can cancel it into itself five times uh, and if it hits it combos and if you, you can have, also shoot different trajectories uh that is a different gun but yeah you can you can do a lot of a lot of different shooting elf has like five guns it's awesome <laughs> what <laughs> uh i like doing the talim stance where she raises her hands and does a crouch and then uh punches you with both hands and if you land it you get to do a third of their health and she can just do that yeah that sounds pretty you shouldn't good. have walked forward <laughs> and also it rings out <laughs> it's good yeah we're gonna do uh soul caliber next right i'm excited i'm excited to return to this I haven't, I haven't uh, played that game in a while. Namco, Bandai's... Bandai Namco season passes cost too much. That's why I don't have any of the extra characters, even though I want them. Oh, I do, I do, if, I, if we're going to do that the if we're gonna do that game for this show, I definitely want to play Setsuko. Yeah. I want to play Haomaru. <laughs> <laughs> you nerd. I want to do the big tornado uppercut. Mitsurugi is already in the game. Come on. I know. I already like Mitsurugi. But you can play them against each other. All right. It's uh, like a Kira Kurosawa film, except everybody shoots fireballs at each other. Nice. Okay, next question from Nabs via Discord. What is the ideal amount of screen shake? Uh, I turn screen shake off in games. I'm sorry. Well, I think... Hmm. Killer Instinct's amount of screen shake is definitely the right amount for Killer Instinct. It's difficult to say whether it's a robust approach to the many other kinds of game out there. Uh, I'd go with somewhere between Killer Instinct and none. Yeah. Uh, I like when screen shake happens when you're doing a super. Yeah, when, you know, when like... Uh, and it feels like you're going to explode the boundaries of the screen. Yeah, when like Abigail throws you into the screen and it cracks at the end of his super in 5. That's really good. I like in the good Marvel games where Iron Man does an ion cannon. Yeah, yeah. And you and it looks like you're going to get it disintegrated. Hmm. That's pretty good. All right, next question comes from Onreload again via Discord. <clears throat> Do you like the high-concept approach a game like Killer Instinct takes to character design? I.e., what if we designed a character around regenerating health, or counter-hits, or long-range grappling? Yeah, I like it. I mean... I said... <laughs> I already said how I feel about this game, but I, yeah. I think more games should definitely... Yeah, I, I really, that's really just, like it. That's a really interesting way yeah. to design a fighting game. That's a really interesting way to design a game. Like, even in, like, action games, I yeah, kind yeah, of... Yeah. Uh, like to have like okay now i'm playing a completely different game like the space is changed because i have a different uh move set right 
Yeah, right. Like it's 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 really interesting to play a, 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 a game in this genre where it's sort of understood that if you get enough of an understanding of how to play Ryu in Street Fighter, then you will have a pretty functional understanding of how to play every other character. Whereas in this game, if you're a really good mirror player and you pick up Thunder, you have no idea what's going on. Because no. not only does your plan change, but your relationship to the what you thought were quite universal mechanics changes massively. And I think that's fantastic for the depth of the game, for like just the how evocative the characters are and how like compelling they are to play. I think it's I think it's fantastic. I really, really like this. And I guess we've talked at great length about the ways that the mechanics underpinning your game have to change to accommodate that, but it is it really pays off. Yeah, I think I mean it's a risk to do that just because of how much you got to change. And then that means there's like a million other things you have to like make sure you get right. But um, that that's definitely why why I think people should try it, right? Yeah. All right. And one more is... <laughs> uh, this one comes from Program X via Discord. What is your ideal super for Spartan characters in fighting games? And that's Spartan with a capital S. So I'm going to guess that means from John Halo from Halo. <laughs> Oh. There was a Lady Halo in Dead or Alive, wasn't there? Yeah. Dead or Alive 3 on the Xbox. Hell yeah, baby. She canon? <laughs> Did she, like, she has like a... Hang on, I'm going to find her character bio. Is Samus canon? Samus shows up in the background of one of those on the 3DS. Really? Do, does Lady Spartan and Samus hang up? Hang out? Like... They go on spaceships together. Okay, here we go. Nicole was born in the year 2531 in the city of New Legaspi on Mars. At six years of age, she was abducted by agents of the Office of Naval Intelligence and conscripted to the Spartan 2 program. The Spartan 2 program was the UNSC's highly successful military project to augment and hone the perfect soldiers. Spartan 458's unit was preparing for a classified mission on Nassau Station when the only stealth ship Apocalypso tumbled into real space being carried along in the wake of a freak slipspace anomaly. The anomaly intersected Nassau Station, creating a semi-stable bubble in the space-time continuum on its way back to the 21st century. For the time being, Nicole 458 is trapped in the 21st century, guarding Nassau Station's secrets with all but lethal force. She realizes killing someone in the past could have dire consequences, waiting for the bubble to collapse and hopefully returning to the year 2552. Uh, yeah, so I, I mean, I guess this character should have a super that involves some kind of time magic, right? Terminator time magic. Yeah. Clearly. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Are there, are there Spartan characters? All I can think of is Wonder Woman. <laughs> Kick him into a pit. What? Like, yeah, like in the okay. movie 300. Yeah. <laughs> 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 wow, okay. Uh, <laughs> I think I think my, I think it should be if it, if it, if it's if it's like a Halo Spartan, it needs to be like it a needs gun. To be, yeah, it need, well, yeah. Obviously, it needs to be a gun, but like it needs to be referential to you know the sort of uh, cultural perception of how the Halo games are played, rather than relevant to the fiction. Because I don't really care about that. I want him to do a warthog jump and then use 
a rocket turret on the warthog from the air. To yeah, shoot the right. Opponents. Like I want, I want the Spartan character to like gravity hammer the opponent into like a weird forge map that looks like a naked lady or something, and then <laughs> drive like a like a scarab tank on top of. And them they or need to like ragdoll. That. Yeah, yeah, they absolutely there will be need to no ragdoll. ragdoll physics and anywhere else in the rest of the game. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think we got on a kind of a tangent there. <laughs> and that's that's what the podcast's for. That's true. That's so what yeah, podcasting is. My ideal super for the spot for a Spartan character in a fighting game needs to be some kind of weird machinima in joke. I think that's that's my answer to that question. <laughs> yeah. Every time I play Halo with people, we just start doing machinima in the middle of it. Can't help it. Yeah, it'd just be like that, you know? Oh, and I got one on Twitter, which was... Uh, someone was just asking uh, anything to say to someone who knows of Killer Instinct but has never had the time to dig into the game, and this podcast is the answer to that question. But uh, just It's to... on Xbox Game Pass. Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> now that's... included with your purchase. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You will, get this, you will get this game for free if you buy an Xbox... If you, you know, choose to finance an Xbox One S via Game Pass. You may well own this <laughs> game within the next six months. So... If you do, you might it. already own it. Yeah, you might already have it. You might have got it to play Crusader Kings three. In which case, have a go at Killer Instinct. Why not? <laughs> uh, yeah, dense mechanical games, right? That's what you're into. Yeah, exactly. This is this is this is the Crusader Kings three of fighting character fo- character focused, dense mechanical games. Yeah, exactly. Same. Come on, that's like if like they had like the Amazon search tags, they'd come together. No, it's like more a Netflix search tag. Exactly. If they show up next to each other because you played Crusader Kings 3. <laughs> <laughs> if you've ever wondered what the fighting game equivalent of requesting a title for a you know a like a province you don't actually have any claim to is Killer Instinct is that game. That <laughs> you make that you make Killer Instinct sound like a bureaucratic nightmare. <laughs> Playing against Arya is a bureaucratic nightmare. Trying to get past all of those fucking base assists? Hell no. (laughs) Base assists. What a game. It's it's the most video games. It's it's, it's so video games. It's incredibly video games. It's video games. Speaking of video games, Arma, I hear you like video games. Where, apart from... I don't know where you heard that. Well, (laughs) pfft. I want to. I want the name of the person who told you. That. <laughs> <laughs> I need to talk to them. Oh, well, where can people find you online? Uh, they can find me at at cigarettes. That's S I E G A R E T T E S, and they can whoever whoever told Curly that I like video games. <laughs> you come to me. We're gonna have a chat <laughs> face to face, face to face, but not really. Yeah, because we got to stay six feet apart. <laughs> Don't 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 see them in Killer Instinct though. <laughs> they they no. wouldn't like that either. I'm I'm not very good. <laughs> I will not get my point across. Curly, where can we find you? You can find me online at twitter.com slash curl underscore e underscore brace or on Twitch at twitch.tv slash curl e brace or one word. Uh, other than this podcast, I do another podcast about all of Mega Man ever called Rush Jet Radio with Nora Blake. She's great, it's great, we're great. Uh, that is at twitter.com slash rushjetradio. And, uh, yeah, I, was, I feel like I had something else I was going to say. But what? I don't know. You can follow me on those places, and I'll, if I remember, that's where I'll post them. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, oh yeah, that's what I was going to say, is that our theme song, as timeless now as it was when it was recorded, is by Hazel, the inestimable Twinkle Parks, who you should find at twitter.com slash Twinkle Parks. What a fantastic pay theme. Do, pay her to do your music. Yeah, it's great. She's great. Or you could buy her album. Yeah, you should, yeah. Give her your money, okay? All right. <laughs> this is hand-to-hand, heart-to-heart, and we're saying give us some money and yeah. give Hazel money. And once you're done doing that... You better go fight some more. <laughs>